Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Book Eels. I'm Sydney, and today we're going to be diving into how to use the different bodies of water as inspiration for creative writing. First, let's discuss what a body of water is. A body of water is any large amount of water concentrated in a location. It can either collect and move water, or simply hold it. Now let's turn the tides over to the specifics of writing. When you want to write about anything, you have to first imagine that you're there. Pretend you're standing on the shore of a beach. Is it full of people or empty? A packed beach may have loads of people, and it could be hard to find a spot. However, an empty beach is quiet. There's no one other than yourself and the creatures that live in the ocean. What can you hear? Is it the crashing of the waves, the squawking of seagulls, or a distant splashing coming from within the ocean? Can you smell the thick scent of salt in the air? Imagine walking down to meet the ocean. How does it feel when the tides draw in and out and tickle at your toes? Is it cold or warm? What's the texture of the sand like? Do any animals slip beside you? If so, what do they feel like? Rough or smooth? Slimy or fluffy? Take yourself out of the ocean and into the banks of a pond. A pond is a small but wide body of water that holds fresh water. What animals do you hear? Typically, pond ecosystems have both land and water animals, and they can be quite noisy. Consider what each animal sounds like. Mallard ducks may be loud and demanding. Blackbirds have a softer, more musical tone. Frogs also inhabit pond habitats, and they are usually found in large numbers, causing their croaking to almost sound like a symphony. Do you feel a breeze blowing through? Can you feel the reeds, which are a type of long plant, trembling under your hand? Imagine leaning down to grab a stone. Notice how cool it feels. Is it smooth or jagged? Throw it out into the pond and listen to the soft sound of it skimming the water. Once, twice. Let's leave the tranquility of the pond and head on over to the rushing river. A river is a thinner body of water, and it transfers water from one place to another. Rivers often flow quickly and can run long distances. It is typically lower into the ground. Because of this, most vegetation does not grow directly next to a river. Instead, it may grow on nearby stones and the edges of the sediment surrounding the river. You may be tempted to go swimming in the river, but proceed with caution. The river may move so fast, it could pick you up and carry you away. Instead, kneel down and dip your hand in the water. Notice the pressure of the river against your paw. Your hand may even feel some slippery fish going by, traveling with the current. Take a note of what you can hear around you. Can you hear bird chirping? Is that sound pleasing to you or annoying? Can you hear distant thuds sounding out? Those may be coming from a beaver that is building a dam, which is a wall of wood, somewhere in the river to prevent water from escaping. Stand up and follow the river. You won't be walking for too long. Notice how the sound of water rushing grows louder and louder. Stop where it is loudest. You are standing in front of a waterfall. A waterfall occurs when large amounts of water cascade from high altitudes. 
Most animals steer clear of waterfalls because they can be dangerous. But at the bottom of the waterfall, it is usually peaceful. The water pours into a smaller body of water, usually a pond, and animals gather there for a drink of water. Now that we've walked, or should I say swum, through all these differing bodies of water, let's take a look at an excerpt from My Life with the Wave by Octavio Paz. My Life with the Wave is about a man who lives with a wave that takes many different shapes of water. Notice how Paz describes the wave in this example. Winter came, the sky turned gray, fog fell on the city, frozen drizzle rained. My friend cried every night. During the day she isolated herself, quiet and sinister, stuttering a single syllable like an old woman who grumbles in a corner. She became cold. To sleep next to her was to shiver all night and to feel freeze, little by little, the blood, the bones, the thoughts. She turned deep, restless. I left frequently and my absences each time were more prolonged. She, in her corner, howled loudly. With teeth like steel and a corrosive tongue, she gnawed the walls, crumbled them. She passed the nights in mourning, reproaching me. She had nightmares, deliriums of the sun, of warm beaches. She dreamt of the pole and of changing into a great block of ice, sailing beneath black skies in nights as long as months. She insulted me. She cursed and laughed, filled the house with guffaws and phantoms. She called up the monsters of the depths, quick ones, blunt. Charged with electricity, she carbonized all that she touched. Full of acid, she dissolved whatever she brushed against. Her sweet embraces became knotty cords that strangled me. And her body, greenish and elastic, was an implacable whip that lashed, lashed, lashed. I fled. The horrible fish laughed with ferocious smiles. Notice how the narrator described the water, or the she character. His description is heavy on sensory details, as seen in the words teeth like steel, corrosive tongue, and knotty cords that strangled. While this is a more creative take on water, the usage of specific details is still prominent. So, here's your prompt for today. You are looking for something at any body of water of your choosing. Describe what you can hear, smell, and feel during your search. Find your object in an unexpected place. Hopefully, you had oodles of fun wading through the deep depths of all things water. Thank you for listening to this episode of Book Eels, and I hope you'll join me for the next one. Happy writing!